Welcome back to the Inside OSU podcast. This week, I would like my guests to introduce themselves. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Dan Hodermarski. Uh, my position is called the Professor of Military Science, which is the department head for military science, which at Oklahoma State is the Army ROTC program. Hi, I'm uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ryan Cox, just basically uh, Dan's counterpart. I'm the Professor of Aerospace Studies, uh, which is the commander of the Detachment 670 uh, Air Force ROTC here at Oklahoma State. And I'm your host, Kelsey Briggs. I wanted to take a look in from the outside and invite you to learn with me about the Reserve Officer Training Corps, or ROTC, here at Oklahoma State. I wanted to know the basics of both the Army and Air Force program and the tradition they bring to the university. I also wanted to myth-bust what people believe each program to be. Here's my interview with Dan Hodermarski with OSU Army ROTC and Ryan Cox with OSU Air Force ROTC on this week's Inside OSU podcast. For those who may not be familiar with your programs, can both of you give me a short history of what each ROTC program brings to the university and to students? In 1893, when Oklahoma State was founded as a land-grant institution, that was, of course, conditional to producing young men for service to the country. So the military department was founded, uh, and in 1916, the Army changed the military departments to Reserve Officer Training Corps, which is what we know as ROTC. Uh, so Oklahoma State's Cowboy Battalion is actually one of the uh, charter programs in the Army's uh, ROTC, been here since 1916. And what we do now in the Army program is we offer up to two years, the one and 200 level classes, um, where you get to learn leadership, uh, do some physical training, uh, and do some field uh, practical exercise training uh, with an Army flavor to it for up to two years with no commitment to the U.S. Army. And if you want to pursue a commission uh, in the active component, the Guard or the Reserve, uh, you can apply for a contract, at which point you would enter the three and 400 level Army classes, uh, go to some summer training at Fort Knox, Kentucky, uh, and then be offered the chance to commission as a second lieutenant into the Army. We are similar but different to Army for sure. Um, we're you know sister services. Some ways that we differ is that we commission our lieutenants into the active duty primarily. There's, a, there's very few exceptions to where we might commission somebody into the Guard or Reserves. And what we bring to the university, I mean, we, we give uh, our cadets both programs. Uh, we, you know, we hold them to a high standard of conduct, responsibility, academics, um, physical fitness. We, we, they have extra standards to meet, um, grade point average. And we definitely, you know, between scholarships that are available on both sides, we bring that to the university of, of paying for a lot of students. What does an average day look like for your cadets? So their average day is going to be normally what their student workload is, but when it comes to the ROTC piece of it, uh, depending on the day, but we have basically three components. We have our physical training, we have our academic class, and then leadership lab. The PT piece, depending on the day, right now it's, it's just one day a week in the morning from 7 to 8, and then our leadership lab is Thursdays from 4.30 in the afternoon to 6.30. That's the one time in the whole week that all the cadets are, are there. That's where the whole cadet wing is together, uh, doing leadership, problem solving, uh, challenges, uh, practicing drill and ceremony, marching, that kind of stuff. Uh, ours is very similar to the, the Air Force program. Uh, we PT uh, or do physical training three days a week uh, for all of our cadets and students taking the course. Uh, they'll do academics at Thatcher for an hour on Tuesday and Thursday for, for all of the military science levels, one through four. Our leadership lab is on Wednesdays, actually. Uh, we just wrapped up land navigation training where we did two weeks at Lake McMurtry, teaching students how to take a compass and a paper map and find their way to, to known points, off-grid coordinates in the woods. That's usually a good time. And we just did, a, we're starting our tactics instruction um, off McElroy doing individual movement techniques, uh, which is the high crawl, the low crawl, you know, how to move under fire uh, in a combat situation. 
Um, our seniors have a little bit more uh, on top of those requirements because they run the battalion. Uh, they form the cadet chain of command similar to the Air Force program. Um, and they'll run platoons of about 30 cadets apiece, um, and then they form the staff. So our seniors do all the instruction. Um, they're, they're certified prior to instructing by the cadre, non-commissioned officers and officers that are, you know, the, the Army component here. But they, they do all the training. They take care of the, the younger cadets. That's a, a good taste of what life is like in an Army unit. Your programs have been on this campus for quite some time. What are some traditions that each program holds on campus? We do a POW MIA uh, remembrance run, memorial run, go out to Boomer Lake and we do a warrior run. Um, we one lap around the lake and we stop at about three different points and a different cadet at each of those points um, gives a basically a, a historical lesson on you know someone who sacrificed serving their country. And then we continue running and we, we do the one full lap, uh, which is basically a 5k. After that uh, event is done, we, we kick off a 24-hour POW MIA run. And that's a joint effort with, with Army where from 4 p.m. Uh, on that Thursday to 4 p.m. the Friday, POWMIA and American flags are run around Boomer Lake without stopping. We have, I think it's 30-minute intervals that cadets sign up for, uh, our staff signs up for, and those flags don't stop for 24 hours. For Army, we, we, we partner up with things like that. We, we have a very good alumni program in both uh, departments. So we call it the Burger Burn, usually the first week of class. Uh, so Mike Sloniker, class of 65, Cowboy Battalion, uh, and a Vietnam-era Air Force vet. Uh, they, they buy a bunch of burgers, and the, the detachments both get together, the Cowboy Battalion, Debt 670, and they just socialize. Uh, we, of course, support football um, happily every year, traditionally with the push-up board, um, which started, I believe, in the, the late 90s. Um, so you'll see cadets pushing up for every point uh, that the Cowboys score. Um, we enjoy to make sure the challenge, usually uh, Coach Gundy, with his offense, gets him challenged by the end of the game, getting up to 50, 60 push-ups. That's a joint effort, usually. We'll have Air Force and Army cadets on the push-up board, but we are also going to continue to support with uh, the pack howitzer we call Packy up on top of Boone Pickens. Uh, so you see cadets firing cannons for every touchdown uh, that the Cowboys score, and then they'll be doing push-ups next to the cannon this year uh, just to try to maintain that, that standard Army tradition that, that we have. Then we also have some, some really cool awards um, that the, the alumni are, are able to leverage uh, in support of the cadets. Um, so there's an award called the David A. Peters Leadership Award. It's, it's named after a uh, cowboy officer who was killed in Vietnam. Um, and his old roommate, Colonel Retired Bob Cox, who lives here in Stillwater, uh, presents a, a Trooper of the Plains Remington statue to our, our number one graduating senior. Uh, and there's, there's a plaque down in Thatcher Hall with the same statue. And so we're building a wall of all the top uh, cowboy lieutenants uh, per year. There is such a rich history on this university, though, between both programs. So what does life look like after college for your cadets? So for us, um, it kind of depends on the career field they go into. Uh, but essentially, is they'll, they'll commission, um, whether it's in May or December, depending on when they graduate, they commission and then they have to wait for, for what's called EAD, um, ex extended active duty. It's when they actually go on to active duty. Um, that could be a month, it could be 12 months. It depends on what career field they're gonna go into and how long of a backlog it is for them to actually be received into the training pro program that is required to start that job. S similar progression. So even though it's still called the Reserve Officer Training Corps, um, ROTC produces the most active component lieutenants for the Army every year. Uh, the majority of ours are, are usually going active duty, so they'll yeah. become lieutenant uh, at graduation, and then they'll wait. Um, so it depends really on their career field where they're going to go to their, their first uh, basic course uh, as a lieutenant to, to learn their craft. Um, some have a, a gap, just like the Air Force, you know, a few months. Some are moving a few weeks. Um, dep depends on availability of the schoolhouses. 
Uh, but they'll, if they're active component, they'll do six to eight months at that basic course, and then they'll go join their first unit. And they'll either be a platoon leader of anywhere between 16 and 45 soldiers that they're responsible for um, as the senior officer in that platoon, or they'll be a staff officer if they're in a support branch. If there is a student on the fence about joining each of your programs, what would you say to them to kind of persuade them? So, so they're an incoming student on campus. I would just remind them that you can take up to two years of ROTC uh, for individual development. You, you'll learn our take on leadership. You'll sweat a little, uh, improve yourself physically. You get to go to the woods and learn some good life skills, map and compass, uh, everything like that. You'll work with some really outstanding kids. Uh, the cadets here continue to impress me on a, a daily basis. But even if you choose that the Army is not the, the route you want to go to professionally, that's an opportunity. You, you can compete for a, a, a contract, scholarship, non-scholarship later uh, as you get into the program and get your feet into it. But all those skills, time management, peer leadership, physical fitness, the grit to drive on through a challenge, those are all great skills to take with you in any field. And we're here to do that. Um, most of our students don't pursue a commission in the Army. They, they come in for a few semesters, they, they get all that goodness that ROTC can give them, and then they take it off to the rest of their lives. Um, but we've had a few reach out and actually say they became an accountant or, or something, but they, they finally remember the classes with the Cowboy Battalion. And it, it got them into a, a better track because our, our cadets are able to coach them on just multiple levels of life in college. Um, again, forces you to do time management, forces you to sweat a little bit, show a little bit of grit, overcome some adversity, some challenges, and, and work with each other. So no matter what group project you're on here at OSU or in your first job, uh, those are just great skills to have. And we're here to be that laboratory to help you get those sharper. Absolutely, it's what do you have to lose? Um, our programs are not, you walk in day one and you sign a contract and we have you. It's not that at all. Uh, that's a big, big concern that I think a lot of students and their parents have. Of when, when are they signing on the dotted line? Well, it's not for a while. Um, if they come in on a scholarship, like there's high school scholarship programs they apply for and they interview and if they earn one of those, then yes, they're coming in and, and contracting, as we call it. They're taking the oath of enlistment uh, and they're making a, a commitment that if they don't fulfill, then they could possibly serve for two years um, enlisted out on active duty to meet that requirement or pay back the scholarship money. But if you're just on the fence, not sure if you want to join, then, then that's not the boat you're in. Uh, come in, sign up. It's, it's a one-hour academic class uh, with a couple hours of PT every week and then two hours of lab. And if you don't like it, you can, you're probably a little bit better for actually having checked it out, and now you know. If you do like it, well, awesome. Um, you complete our programs. Guess who can guarantee you a job, a, well, a, a fulfilling job, uh, one that you get to uh, serve something bigger than yourself afterwards uh, with lots of you know all the benefits and the camaraderie and the heritage um, that's what you're opening the door to at least to check out and, and you know there's that old saying that you're the what are you the you're the average of the, of the five closest people that you hang out with OSU is full of outstanding students outstanding um, outstanding young men and women by the nature of our programs we we hold those outstanding young men and women to an even higher standard it's natural to assume that you will walk out better than you came in just by the people that you're around. But Oklahoma State's been amazing to both our departments um, with resources and faculty willing to reach out to us and say, how can we help? So that, that's just another aspect of enrolling into ROTC classes that you can now leverage those services, that th those additional pieces of help that OSU is willing to give cadets here. 
I really enjoyed talking with Lieutenant Colonel Hodermarski and Lieutenant Colonel Cox and wanted to thank them for talking with me about all of the opportunities they offer to students. That's all we have for this week's Inside OSU podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And as always, go Pokes!